hey i had a really great time i would love to do that again so give me a call back um you never did call me to let me know you got in safely so i was just checking on you all right call me back Okay, I'm very confused. We went out, we had a good time, at least I thought we had a good time, and now you dodging me, you're not answering my calls. That's real crazy to me. Call me back. Call me back. Call me back. Hey, and welcome back to the Save the Date podcast. This is the Healthy Dating Preservation Podcast for millennials and anyone who might need it. We are your hosts, Imani. And Candace. Candace, Sorry. what are you doing over there making all the noise? I was going to I was drinking some water. I didn't know that it was going to be so loud. Oh, it sounded like you was opening one of those. You know that cake thing? The thing that cakes be in is plastic. Yeah. And when you open it, it be I so know. loud. I wish I was doing that, trying to sneak me a slice of pound cake. No, this is damn bottled. Over here percolating. Not percolating. Okay. Well, guys, we're back again. Thanks for rocking with us for our anniversary episodes, but it's back to business as usual. Good so uh, we Kick are in our second. Up. Yes, oh. we're in our second. Um, well, no, this is our first episode of our second year. Like the, besides the uh, birthday episode, anniversary. like whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, then let's get going. Go ahead, girl. All right, pickup line of the week. Are you French? Because I fell for you. Oh, like Eiffel. Eiffel That's so cute. You know, my mind... Yeah. Well, in my mind, was going in a totally different direction, and I was thinking this was about to be inappropriate. What were you thinking, though? We already know you nasty now, so just tell us. I thought it was going to be something about, like, you know how in French, yes, is we. Like, I thought you were going to say something about a wee-wee or something. (laughs) (laughs) No. I was really about to be like, oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. So you see where I'm at. Speaking of wee wee, so you know those pictures of like Cardi B. <laughs> you know those pictures what? of Cardi B when she was little. So it's yes. one that was like, and her hand is on her hip, which cracks me up because it's always Every time. like that. But it's one that's like, your mama, my mama said you can't drink off my cups because you be sucking on your wee-wee. lips be on wee wees. <laughs> <laughs> I seen that. I was like, look, kids always do want to tell you. Stuff that they know they're not supposed they to repeat. Everything they're not supposed to be saying. My mama said she's not here. I sure used to do that one. I did too. My mama Especially said to tell y'all that she's not night. here. <laughs> work nights. So she was sleeping in the daytime. So anybody who came before noon, she is not there. I was like, my mama not here. She's sleeping. Like, well, <laughs> you gonna get it? She's not here. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, guys. We're back with another scintillating topic obviously and you know i'm using one of my sat words (laughs) so this week we're going to be talking about like time and pressure that it takes well basically like the foundation of a relationship or dating like what does it take like time or does it take experiences to kind of build on something with somebody and um so 
for digging the scene. I have a couple questions as usual. Um, I'm going to say, let's see, where do we start for the questions? Okay. How long does it take you? Like when you start dating someone, anyone, or maybe you're dating a couple people, how long does it take you to realize you might have feelings for them? That's a good question. Um, either our first argument or for, <laughs> which is sad, but our first <laughs> argument or for them to say something first. Like, I don't, it's hard for me because it's not that, I think I just don't consciously realize it until I have to make a decision about something. Right. So, like, right. if I have to make a decision of us not talking anymore for whatever reason, or if we get into it, that kind of, which is bad, but I don't know. It's it's weird to say. I think it's when it, it comes up of if they're going to be in my life or not, it's when I start to realize whether I have feelings. Because, like y'all know, I'm already a people hoarder, so... Um, when I start to feel some type of way about like, if I'm not talking to them, then that's when I start to evaluate how my feelings are about them. Um, but that doesn't mean I haven't shown it. I just don't consciously realize it. Cause I know like yeah. one person, yeah. I didn't really realize how much I cared for him till he irritated me to the point that I didn't want to talk to him anymore. And then when I was having that conversation, you know, I was like, wow, like I really got love for this man, but I can't fool him. I wasn't in love with him. By any right. means, because for me, that's also a different question about when do you know when you're in love with somebody. Well, in that's coming up in a minute. So okay. hold so, your horses on that one. <laughs> but yeah, so probably, I don't know. The first time we go through something, I guess, is when I, as bad as that may sound for me, that's Well, that's I, coming up too, because I got questions about that. Okay. So, um, well, for me, it doesn't take me... When I do have feelings for someone, I think because I'm so in tune with my feelings and very in my own head all the time, like I ask myself questions all the time about situations because I do like to, like you said, make decisions about whether these people are going to be in my life for a while or how I'm going to navigate the situation. And so Ooh. I'm always asking myself, like, well, how do you feel about that? Or, you know, do you think you really like this person? Or maybe I'll talk through it with somebody. Um, but you usually like there's a therapy. moment I know, and I need to stop doing that because I don't know if I'm advising myself the right way. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I need to actually get a real therapist, but, um, I'd be like, you know, do you think you like this person? Cause I don't like to waste my time or anyone else's time. I really don't like, I don't want nobody to be able to say I've been playing with them. So I'd be like, mm -hmm. you know, this person been around for a minute. Like, do you really see yourself? Do you have anything for them or are you just kind of keeping them around because you're bored? And, but sometimes there's a moment that I'm like talking to them and like, okay, so here's an example. There was one time where I was talking, I was talking to somebody, like we were getting to know each other. We were building a really good friendship. Like we, we were cool. Like everything was going great. But I didn't really know if I liked them, like them, like that. Like, I mean, I knew I liked them, but I didn't know if I really had, like, feelings, feelings. That's what I was trying to say. So mm -hmm. one day we were talking, and 
we were talking about something and there was this moment where we were laughing really, really hard. Then I was done laughing and he was still weak, like crying laughing. <laughs> and like, I was like, okay, you being dramatic. Like it was not that funny. And then he couldn't stop laughing. And I just was like, oh, like he's so cute. Like, look, he's cracking up. Like, I, just was like, <laughs> I was thinking to myself because it makes me happy when people I care about are happy. And that is yeah. the, the feeling I got in the moment. And I was like, okay, wow, I really like him. And then I was like, well, that's the end of that. Now just like, <laughs> you know, now when you start liking somebody, you'd be like, uh uh-uh. uh. Like, oh, it's going good. All right, bye. <laughs> right. But I'm just playing. I didn't cut anything off after that. I actually really liked him. So I'm talking in past tense, but it wasn't really that past tense. But, um,. Yeah, I think it's there's a moment where I realize I care about this person. Like I care, maybe they're telling me something very personal, and I think to myself, you know, out of now, <laughs> right? Or I'm thinking to myself, like I really care about this person, or I wouldn't ever want anything to happen to them, or right. you know, I hope they, I really wouldn't want them to leave out of my life. Like those kinds of thoughts come up, and then I'd be like, okay, I actually have feelings for this someone now. How long does it take you? So on the on the side of falling in love or realizing you're in love with a person. Now, mm-hmm. I will say for me, that happens before we get in a relationship because I've always thought to myself it was stupid to be in a relationship with somebody that you don't love. Like <clears throat> I think it's weird to be like that's my boyfriend but we haven't said we love each other yet. Like I think that's strange for me. So Ooh. I wait until I feel like I've fallen in love with this person <clears throat> or I feel like I can tell this person I love them. That's the level of vulnerability I want to be at before I actually get into a relationship with somebody. I want to be able to say to to this person, I love you and it not be weird. So if I can't do that, then we're not in a relationship. But I don't know how long that takes. I don't think there's a time limit on it for me. It just happens when it does. So, Candice, how do you know, like, when you have fallen in love? How do you decide that you're in love with somebody? Um, love is always interesting to me because I, opposite of you, I don't really, like, have those conversations with myself. Or are you feeling this way about this person? it comes out more in my actions. And then when I realize, like, wow, I really care for them. But up until most recently, I think I didn't understand the difference between being in love with somebody and loving somebody um, Mm -hmm. until I got older. Because, I like, you know, they say you only have, like, three loves in your whole lifetime. And um, for me, I'm like, okay, well, I'm on four. So who was was I lying to myself about? Like, who was I not in love with? (laughs) Um, And so <laughs> that's when I started because like it's not me people are not hard to love for me in, in my opinion mm-hmm. but being in love the way I start to tell the t- difference is when I start to like imagine if I could or could not live without this person like right. and when I'm in love with somebody that is like my best friend like I always want to be around them I always want to share things with them it's the first person I want to talk to you know when this is going on, when that is going on. But like, I I think I don't, it's like boxed up and I don't let that out until I start to, until I start to really be confident about if it's reciprocated or not. Um, Cause I was just telling this other guy, which was an interesting conversation we had and I'll, I'll 
dig into it a little bit when we do um when I do the um letter but um me and this guy were having a conversation on Instagram when I did that poll and I was saying my experience I always say love I love somebody after they've said it to me Mm-hmm. Because I'm still trying to be, I think there's a part of me that still wants to be sure. And then there's the other part that is scared about being vulnerable. So when I know I'm in love with somebody, that's when I'm okay with being completely vulnerable with you. I don't think mm-hmm. I need to, when, cause I know you said like, you know, when you're in love, when you decide to get in a relationship, I kind of no, disagree. Not well, the, for me, not, it's different. Not, I was going to say that. No, that I don't. I don't decide that I'm in love when it's time to get in a relationship. I won't get in a relationship with someone that I'm not in love with. Right. And I would. So I'm okay with like, (laughs) so me and my ex used to, he used to always say he was in loke because he was scared to say like love too early because he started saying he was in loke like two weeks after we were dating. And he was just scared to say love. And then, like, the most recent guy I was um, dating, he accidentally told me he loved me. Like, he got tipsy and said it. And so then the next day, I was like, so what was that about? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I think it's the same for me, though, because I don't think it takes long for you to, like, love somebody. But when you start to go through those feelings of being in love, like, that's a whole different stage. So I can get in a relationship with somebody that I care about and see if the love comes. But I've also never been really big on relationships, but it was never mm-hmm. like I have to be in love with you to get in a relationship because I'm always scared to be completely honest with myself about my feelings. Until most recently, I used to always just be like, well, I don't want to be in love because I've been in love before and this is what came from it. It's just easier yeah. for me to say that I don't have feelings at all to the point where I didn't understand my feelings anymore. Because mm-hmm. I was so like, there was a guy that I was in love with who I could not always express that because he didn't reciprocate it. You know, like he would say it, right. but when I really met somebody who like literally loved the hell out of me, I was like, okay, this is what it means to be in love when it's mutual. And cause that's different. Like you can love somebody all day long, but you can't really be in love with somebody who's never showed you love back. It don't even make that sense. That is very like, true. You haven't had a chance to actually experience that. But um, from a time frame standpoint, I don't think you can put a time on that because like, think so I think I I think it, it depends on the person. It depends on the situation because my ex who used to say he was in love, like I think both of us fell in love really early, not like two weeks in, but by like the third month. I mean, once we got and there, we were yeah, there. And like, it's completely yeah. possible. Like it's, and then we just get into a space where we might be scared to admit that that's what's going on, but we're right. absolutely in love with this person. And exactly. that's really what my practice of not getting into a relationship with someone that I don't love comes from. Because I can fall in love with someone early. But if I can't express that to you, I can't build a relationship with you if I'm scared of that type of stuff. And that's for that's on true. my part and your part. Like I don't I don't want to waste your time being afraid to be in love with you, yet carrying on this relationship like we're together. Like I don't want to be in a relationship where there's still things we we are uncomfortable with saying to each other or doing as far as love goes. Now Mm -hmm. that's not to say that love doesn't grow. Like I could be in love with you after the third month and we get in a relationship. And then three more months from now, we have a totally different love between the two of us and we're expressing it differently and doing different things. And I feel differently about you six months from now, a year from now, like that obviously happens. 
But Mm -hmm. it scares me because I have been in a relationship with someone who couldn't give me what I wanted to give them as far as expressions of feelings go. And it terrifies me to be in another relationship like that because it it's like, I don't know, it takes a lot to recover from something like that. So I just won't like I I won't be in a relationship with someone who can't tell me they love me or show me they love me and be comfortable with that I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who's uncomfortable with the fact that they've fallen in love with me and who's like I mean I I, I am but like no I don't I can't do it anymore mm-hmm. like I cannot do that again yeah <laughs> and I also feel you on the part about like not one because like so there's this guy um who and I've talked about him before he really wanted to be in a relationship with me and I just did not feel for him that way at all mm-hmm. and so when I finally and so when you think about time constraints and stuff like he got there and like I, like October, I was graduating in December, so he was trying to make me fall for him by December. And I was struggling because I was like, I know this is a good guy, but I don't, like, it's not changing. And it don't matter if it's tomorrow, if it's December, I'm still not going to be able to make this decision because I know I don't want to be with him like that. Like, it was just, it felt like this pressure of, you know, like, okay, Candace, you got this much time to fall for him. And honestly, I realized it was just me not being honest with myself and not being honest with him. Like, it don't matter how long this goes out. We are just not a fit. Mm-hmm. And when I had that conversation with him, you know, like this, I just because there was and I realized it was because there was somebody that I was in love with. I was still in love mm-hmm. with my ex. And he had popped back up and like we're having these conversations. And so there was this there was this space that he's trying to fit himself into that I never had room to put him in in the first place. Right. Because I hadn't exited that other person out. And that's a, the big thing. Like, when you're in love with somebody, that don't just stop. I don't care what nobody says. It doesn't just stop. You learn how to cope with it. You learn how to move on from it. But it's not like, we broke up so tomorrow I don't love you. And if it right. does, I don't think we're truly in love. Because, right. like, you, like, me breaking up with somebody I was in love with, I literally, like, mourned him like he that's was exactly yes that's exactly what happens because you are losing a person when you get to that point mm-hmm. but so on the topic of time constraints and being in love I do think that at any point in time whether it's right away or whether it's six months down the line there's a point at which you just know you either know yeah. that the two of you are not compatible or you know that you really don't want to be without this person and these things change. But I do think that there's a point. There's a, there's a mm-hmm. certain point where you can look at this person and say, yeah, this probably ain't going to work or, you know, and so, and I think we ignore those things life sometimes. Life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I looked it up because, okay, let me ask, do you believe in love at first sight? And do you think it's a, a possibility to fall in love with someone right when you, like, at your first encounter with them? Maybe not when you first see them, but <laughs> at your first encounter. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I didn't until it happened, but yeah, I do. You've been in love with somebody at the, at the first sight? Not, like, first looking at them, but, like, our first, like, <laughs> within the first day, Kinda. I don't know if it was in love, but it, it's it's weird to say. Like, and I didn't because I did that poll, and I was like, "Y'all crazy? Ain't no way I'm falling in love with somebody at first sight." But then I started to think about it, and like the love that I have for this man right now, I've had that love for him since the day that we hung out, mm-hmm. and it's crazy. <laughs> 
It's kind of embarrassing because I was totally wasted when I met him in the first place. So he seemed like the most embarrassing side of me, like down to almost throwing up in his car. But we spent that whole next day together and it literally felt like we knew each other for years. Like we were already comfortable with, he called me bald headed the same day. I met him. <laughs> Within the first 24 hours, he was like, I feel like I've been knowing your little bald head self forever. And I was like, I would never let somebody I just met say nothing like that to me. But I just feel like I've known him for years. Like, now I will say though, the scary part of that is like my feelings about him have always been consistent. But we, um, I'm glad we didn't jump into a relationship just because we felt that way about each other. Because and that is so we've learned so oh much about each other since then. Yes, that is so important. Now, I will say, because I did a poll too about if people, if you believe in love at first sight, and mine was 50 50, literally split down the middle. Everybody who answered, of all the people, and I, I think it was like 40 something people that answered my poll, but it was 50%, 50 and 50%. And I can see that because I do think that it is possible to know if you love someone on a first encounter. I don't mm-hmm. know. I do also think it's possible not to act on it too. Like, I think you can love somebody and it not lead to a relationship because of other reasons. Like, I really do. I I don't think that everybody that you're in love with is meant to be your long-term partner because I think you can fall in and out of love, like, all that type of stuff. And I don't know if I've experienced being in love at first sight, but I think that there is someone that I talked to a bit before we actually met, and then when I met them... I was immediately like invested in whatever could happen between us. Like I was immediately like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Like I, w- I was like, I didn't have to work to be comfortable with him. Like it was, I don't know what it was. It just was like, as soon as we actually met each other, it was like all of my apprehensions were out the window. We clicked right away. Like we had fun, like those kinds of things. And I like, immediately wanted to know is this going to turn into something like what is going to become right. of this because I kind of don't want this person to go away and that was cool so if that can be classified as love at first sight then you know whatever but I, I mean it depends because like my co-worker she um she's been married now I think seven years I don't know what I was thinking I should have told her to write into us because I always tell people stories wrong but I tell really good stories so we just gonna flow with it she met her <laughs> She met her now husband of seven years. She met him, like, I think it was after a breakup or something like that. She was living out of state, and she went to go visit her parents, and she was there for a weekend. Like, she literally said her roommate dropped her off single, and she came back with the boyfriend. Like, she met him. They went to the movies that night. They hung out, and they really just, like, clicked. And the conversation was just like, so what are we going to do this or what? And they both decided yes. The next day, he came. The next day. He came and met her family. They decided they're going to be in a relationship, knowing it's going to be a long-distance relationship because she was still in school. Um, so they got in a relationship. Then after she graduated, she moved back to where her parents were, but he had moved somewhere else to go to school. So this is still a long-distance relationship. But they stayed committed to each other, and now they are married with the cutest little boy ever. So it is possible. I think you have to I be in a so certain too. space in your life, too, because I think they were both kind of at a place like, for him, she said that he was like, I 
I'm not about to lose. I'm not going to miss this opportunity and lose you. So, and it's worked and they're still in love to this day. So I, I definitely think it's possible. I think everybody's experience is different. So when we were talking about the polls, the funny thing is, is like my, my poll, 48% said yes, 52% said no. But then like in the ones that said yes or no, they answered the question of if it turned into a relationship, wasn't successful. And 62% said hell no. <laughs> and I can agree because like I was saying, you can feel strongly about somebody, but then when you start going through those exercises of getting to know them, there are things that me and the guy that I was talking about learned about each other through time that like, now we're trying to figure out like, we know we love each other, but it's like, I don't even like you, which is yeah. scary to say, but like, we're learning things about each other. That's like, cause love is not enough for a relationship. You can't just be like, I love you, so we're going to make it work. That's cool to be said, but to be done is totally different. Like, there's a lot of compromising and growing and, like, listening to one another because that's kind of our issue because we thought we had all this stuff in common until we actually got to know each other. And it's like, wow, we think totally different about this and totally different about that. So I think it's possible to fall in love at first sight, but I don't think that that guarantees a successful relationship because you Absolutely. And and I think, like you said, you have to be in a certain spot face like you have to be open to it first of all but I think both of you have to and honestly that's whether it's love at first sight or love after two years I think you have to be in the mindset that you want to do this with this person like that you want to love this person this is the person I want to do this thing with um so I looked up an article on psychology today about love at first sight and this article kind of it's it's a lot and it's actually a really good article if you are into this kind of thing um but it's it goes into like some of the psychology behind love at first sight and how people believe we build attraction and relationships with people and so there are some arguments against love at first sight and for love at first sight and this one is against it and it says first of all the first point it says is that if you believe in love at first sight, you'll never stop looking. Like, if you're waiting for that thing to happen right away, then you'll never stop looking. You'll never be satisfied until you find that thing, and it doesn't always happen that way. Um, so if your only view of love is that you fall in love right when you meet the person, then you might be missing out on a lot of things. But it says... Um, the usually the first i mean the main arguments against love at first sight are that you the person doesn't have sufficient knowledge about the person's characteristics in order to fall in love um and so the response is merely imagery imaginary lord jesus wishful thinking and not real emotion and the second reason girl and the second reason is it refers to the fact that as the agent the person who is falling in love does not have the time to exercise the activities typical of love. And so your emotional response can't be that of romantic love because you haven't done any romantic activities yet. So the arguments against it are that you are falling in love with the idea of being in love with this person and that Mm -hmm. love takes activities and you ain't did no activities yet. But so the arguments for love at first sight um, it are mostly about how we understand love. Like you can love someone at, at first sight 
And then all the other sites after that determine whether or not this person is for you. Like we've been talking about, like you can love mm-hmm. someone at first sight, but you, then you have to determine whether or not that means it's going to go anywhere. Or maybe you just right. love this person or really are into them or you, whatever the case be. So girl, it's a lot. I'm going to encourage anybody <laughs> to read this article for real. Cause I was reading like, Oh my God, that's so true. And then like, you know how you get halfway through something and you agree with something and then you'd be like, Oh wait, 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 wait. Now I'm thinking about <laughs> it was one of them type of articles. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so if you okay. are interested in it, go look on psychology today. Um, the article is called is wait, let me not make this up. I think it's called, I got to scroll back up. Sorry. Why it's you're scrolling is love at first sight possible? I'm going to have to look that up because I'm very... By Aaron Benzieve. Okay, name. So what's funny about that, when they say, like, you can't take action and things like that, so like I was saying with my story, the crazy thing is, is that he did actually take actions that you would when you love someone. So this is a very transparent moment. Nobody knows about it. I'm okay with sharing it just because it was a learning experience oh, for sure. Look at this. I know. So, um, I mean, my parents know, my family know, Imani, I think you know, but it was very embarrassing for me just because I was at a place where I felt like I grew so much from like young Candace. And then this day that I met him, I was trying to drink like I was when I was like 21 <laughs> and I ended up getting drunk, like drunk, 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 drunk. And so everything that happened after it, the reason why I never told anybody is because I was like, I don't want everybody to think I'm that same Candace. Like I was just so ashamed. And then I was like, oh my God. And then I met somebody on the same night that all this happens. But long story short, I met him at a bar. I was dumb drunk. I wrecked my car that night. Oh um, and I ran my car trying to go to breakfast. Well, trying to go meet him for breakfast or something like that, because we had this great conversation, or at least he says we have a great conversation. Cause of course I don't remember exactly what the conversation was. Unfortunately, <laughs> y'all don't judge me. I'm, I'm telling y'all my truth. Um, but so I wrecked my car. I text him cause by then, like if I wasn't sober before I sobered up enough to get home because now I'm scared cause I just wrecked my car. Mm-hmm. I scared the crap out of myself because I fell asleep. So I texted him oh, and I was Lord. like, I'm not coming anymore. And he called me and he was like, you okay? What's wrong? And I was like, no, I just wrecked my car. Cause I'm irritated and everything. I was like, I just wrecked my car. I'm going home. So I come home. He texted me and asked me what my address was. And, um, <laughs> I woke up the next day and there's somebody with their back turned to me in my bed. And I was like, Oh, hell no. What the <laughs> So, like, he woke up. I was like, oh, my God. I cannot believe I let you come to my house. I don't let nobody come to my house. He was like, you don't let nobody come to your house, girl. I don't be staying the night over people's houses. I don't trust folks like that. <laughs> so we laughed. But then he was like, but no, for real. He was like, when you tell me your car, that you wrecked your car, I was really scared. You know, and I just wanted to make sure you was okay. He was like, so the fact that you was trying to come to see me, I just wanted to make sure you was okay. So he came out. It wasn't anything intimate or anything like that. He literally just slept beside me because he was scared. And he Mm. knew I was shook up about my car accident. And so then, like, I'm trying to get my life together. But I felt so horrible, so I couldn't go to work. So he he had left, and I was trying to get ready for work. But I was so sick because, again, I 
made some really poor choices. <laughs> and I had actually forgot that I wrecked my car until I got outside. And when I tell you I was boo-hooing, I was in the parking lot crying so hard that I had wrecked my car. Not because I wrecked it, but because, like, that could have been my life. Because, like I said, if anybody finds out, I think I'm like, same old Candace. Like, she ain't no different than she was when she was 21. She's still reckless. She's still drinking uncontrollably. I didn't want to have to tell that to my mom because I knew she was going to be worried. So I'm all in shambles, but... I'm calling my sister trying to come up with something to say. And of course, my sister, she has always been the sneaky one. So she's like helping me come up with a lie. She's like, okay, it's okay. It's okay. You are not telling the truth. We're going to come up with a story. And so I texted him and I told him I wasn't going to work anymore because I felt so horrible. So do you know this man turned back around and drove 45 minutes back to my apartment to take me to breakfast? Aww. He took me to breakfast. I couldn't eat anything. So I'm laying like with my head on the table like... This is embarrassing. Like, my hair was not combed. I was in some leggings and a sweatshirt because <laughs> I was just not, I couldn't do anything. But so he takes me to breakfast. I lay my head on the table because I'm just too hung over to even. And I fell asleep at the table. I just met this man <laughs> the night before. And I was asleep on the table drunk. He's driving me back to my apartment. And I had to ask him to pull over because I almost threw up in his car. And he has an Audi. So I almost threw up in his car. And I was like, oh, he going to put me out and never talk to me again. Like, he, but he didn't. I run in the gas station. I throw up. I buy some. He told me to give me some Alka-Seltzer. So he hands me some cash to go in there. And I get some Alka-Seltzer. I come back to the car. And I'm getting in the car. And I'm thinking, any other man, especially if this was a guy in Atlanta, he'd have been like, not even saying nothing to me. Would have just drove me home because he's just so disgusted that I can't even carry myself right. I got in that car. Do you know that man hugged me? I opened the door and he had his arms out. He was like, oh, come here. I know you don't feel good. I was just like, uh, this is so cute. But so from that from that point forward, he had some meetings he had to do that day, but we were right back together that evening. And it was just like, I don't know, like he cared for me immediately and I seen it, if that makes sense. Because everything that I just said in that story, like needing somebody, that's too much. Who would want to deal with that? Who would want to take care of somebody that's hungover that they don't even know? You know, so. Yes. That was a long version of it, but for real, I mean, that's what happened. And so when they talk about like, you have to be able to show that action. What I'm saying is, is I seen that action within 24 hours. Like that man, when I say he was taking care of me, like I was his girlfriend who went out with her girls and got too drunk. Like that's literally what it was like. It was crazy. It blew my mind. But so I think it's possible. Like I said, then we started to learn more about each other because that still is not enough. Like, where we connected, yes, and it was perfect for a while, so we really had to start to get into the nitty-gritty. And even, like, most recently we had a conversation because, like, there are things that we can't stand about each other. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, you know, we need to take that time and try to learn, like, our love languages. And and, because we know we love each other, but how do you show that in a way that is going to be reciprocated? Because he doesn't like being celebrated. I like being celebrated, and I like to celebrate people. So I take that as he doesn't care about something when it ain't that. That's just not how he shows love because that's not how he likes to receive it. And mm-hmm. we have to be open to those conversations too, but you don't learn that in the first go. Like, it's right. not like, oh my God, everybody ain't like the notebook. And even in the notebook, that was still rough. I was so, going to say, they were doing the most in the notebook. I'm not even going to lie to you. That wasn't, crazy. that, that didn't seem crazy. like that healthy of a relationship. <laughs> it didn't. But uh, that's what I was like, oh, so it's these old people that was telling this story the whole time. That man was patient. Okay. Okay. 
So to wrap up this section, what would you say is your normal time frame for how you get with somebody? Like maybe y'all been dating and then at a certain point you start looking around like, all right, so what's going on here? Um, it can't be no, it probably sound like a long time, but I'm a different type of beast. It can't be no more than six months before I start asking questions. Yeah. And I say that because I've had situations that I feel like I let wrong, run too long without asking questions. And since I've come to the point where I want to be more intentional about my time and my relationships, like if you don't know after six months, if you want to be with me or not, unless it's a mutual, we still like trying to figure it out because of other parts of the puzzle. I six months, I need to know what we doing. Like, period. Yeah. like even if it's, we want to continue this, but now we're moving into this phase. That's right. cool. But six months, you still can't tell me what your intentions are for me. That's a huge turnoff. Because even if I keep talking to you in conversation, I pull back at that point. And yeah. It's going to be hard for me to check back in. So that's mine. How about um, you? Um, I know six months is for real. Of what kind of like a huh? Right. But I also think that it depends for me on a combination of how I feel about the person and what I'm even trying to do in my life. Because sometimes I could like yeah. a person, but just really not be in a space that I want to really pursue a relationship with somebody. And But at that point, I'm not going to drag it out either. Like, I, I, I yeah. again, I, I'm usually very certain of myself. Um, when it comes to stuff like that, I know my feelings. I know how I feel. I don't like being told how I feel or that I don't know what I'm doing or whatever like that. So I can, when I'm really feeling somebody, I I know pretty early. And so in a few months, I'm going to be like, okay, so we've been dating, but like, where is this going? And then as long as we have, like you said, a conversation about our intentions, as long as everyone is clear, I can ride the way for however long, like I just want mm-hmm. clear boundaries, clear communication all the time. That's all I ever want. So whatever our relationship looks like at any given time is because we both decided that's what we want it to look like. And any, at any point, if I decide I don't want it to look like that and we're not on the same page, I can roll out. But I, I, I don't, I hate being in a space where you're like wondering what's going on when you could just ask or like bring it up and say, you know, we've been doing this for a little minute. What's going on? And if you can't give me a right. concrete answer, then that's a red flag for me, too, because I like people who are certain at least about how you feel about me. Mm-hmm. That's the same way I feel. And that and like even like I said, when I was moving to Omaha, I meant moving to Jacksonville, the guy that I was dealing with before that, that was an issue there because I'm like, I am not taking this situation into the next season if we are not growing i'm okay with just ending it right now thank god something came that forced us to end it but i was trying to end it anyway so i was like okay (laughs) we i told y'all we either gonna barbecue or meal do and if we gonna meal do baby let's do that now then later so yeah so that wraps up digging the scene there's a lot more that could be discussed on that but you know how we are sound off on the Instagram, SoundCloud, send us an email, whatever you want to do. Um, But now we're moving on. 
All right, so we are jumping into our Rescue Me segment. And so we already went over some of the polls, but just to finish wrapping it up, I don't, I don't know if you still have some other questions, but a couple more that I asked was, do you feel like people set expectations too soon? 67% said always, and 33% said no, nah, which was interesting because I was looking at the people who actually voted, uh, one of them being uh, one of the examples that I have to use sometimes. but. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it was interesting because even like from an age perspective, I could tell the, t- the the difference in the people that were voting. So like um, my friends that are like a couple years older than me or more, most of them voted on the no side of not setting expectations too soon. And then, of course, like the majority voted on the always side. But like we were saying before, I think that has a lot to do where you are in life, because when you are in a season where you're dating intentionally, you don't feel like setting expectations are too soon because you want to set them from the jump. Like, hey, right. this is what we're trying to do. So, um, and then the last one that I asked is, if you only have four weeks to get to know someone before making a decision on a relationship or not, do you think you would be happy with your decision? Only 22% said way too soon, and the other 78% said that um, they trust their own judgment. So I think that's really cool because... What it's saying is, and and, and, I mean, you even voted and we had a conversation about that, but like, (laughs) even if it, whether it's a yes or no, after four weeks, you can be confident in your decision. Not like, oh no, I wish I would have changed my mind and said yes and seen where it went or vice versa. Like 78% of people are confident in their judgment. They're like, listen, if I, if it's at the end of the day, probably all of them would have said no, (laughs) but they would be comfortable with it because they either don't feel like that's enough time or they feel like that's enough time for you to say, yes, I want right. to engage in this situation with this person or not, which I think is fair. I don't think that's a bad, I mean, that's a whole month, especially if it's a whole month consistently. I think you should know if you, you might not know if you love somebody, but you know, if you like them as a person. I could make that's a decision in four weeks on whether I want to carry on with somebody. I can't tell you which capacity yeah. I want to carry on with them in. Well, I can tell you which capacity right. I'm not carrying on with somebody in four weeks, and that's marriage <laughs> or having a kid exactly. with them or whatever. Marriage, like, engagement, baby. Yeah, None that's too early. Not in four weeks. But so um, I'm very comfortable saying no on that. And if somebody wants that out of me, then we ain't match anyways after four weeks. So. Right. But um, I had asked some I of the know. some similar questions, and I also asked whether um, and this. I, I asked the most important thing that I wanted to note was the question that I asked about whether people think pressure or time makes a better foundation for a relationship. And I'm stupid, so I did not screenshot the post, but most of the people said time. Um, mm-hmm. and, and pressure would meant here's the, so the distinction I made on pressure is just things that you've gone through with that person. So I was asking mm-hmm. if, does it matter to you how long you've been with this person or known them? Or does it matter how many things you've experienced with this person? Not necessarily bad things, just, you know, things that help you guys grow closer. That's the pressure that I meant, like things pushing you closer together um Mm -hmm. but people took that to mean took people took pressure to mean things that were trying to pull you apart and that was interesting to me because a lot of people feel like you don't have a strong relationship unless the limits of your relationship have been tested which was also funny to me because 
most everybody said, don't test me when I did a question like, right. um, do you have to have the limits of your relationship tested? And I was like, so. Yeah. Right. Y'all want somebody to test y'all? Right. So it was like right. far more, more people said time meant more than pressure, but far more people said don't test the relationship. So I was like, what's the truth, you guys? Like, some of the same people who said pressure makes for a better relationship. But I think what we do when we think of pressure and, and experiences with people, we automatically think negatively, which negative experiences can help grow the two of you. But we also tend to think not negative experiences that we went through together, but negative experiences that one or more people has put the other through. That is not mm -hmm. anything that I feel like you need to have in order That's to feel like, you, yeah, you don't I don't feel like you need to be put through anything by your partner to prove that you love them or to figure out whether I or not agree. you love them or that, you know, whatever. But I do think that a good combination of time and experiences makes for a really good base for a relationship. Like what have you experienced mm -hmm. with this person? Because honestly, there might be someone who I've only known for six months, but we've done so much in that six months that I feel closer to them than a person that I dated for a year. You just never know. So, and at the same time, there might be a six month time that I've spent with somebody where we didn't really go through much or experience much, but we got to know each other a lot in that six months or whatever. But I do think experiencing something with someone helps you get to know them. So I think that a healthy combination of the two is great. Oh, and the other one I asked was a similar one to your question on time constraints. And I asked mm -hmm. if time constraints help or hurt relationships. Most people said hurt. But one person gave a really good explanation as to um, why she doesn't feel like they hurt all the time. Hold on. I'm about to read it because it was actually really good. And it was something that I agreed with. Um, okay. She says time limits, if done correctly, can help more than hurt communicating expectations or checking in, etc. I feel like work that works, but I won't be pressuring anyone to do anything. I don't want to ever feel like I'm begging or addressing too much. It's not going to happen. And that's was my thought process too. Like focusing on a time constraint is one thing. But mm -hmm. having realistic, I think you have to realize what is appropriate to put a time limit on and what's not. And when is an appropriate time to put a time limit on something? Because you can go in without a time limit and then feel like your time might be wasted and say to yourself, this person got one more month of my time before I'm out. You know what I'm saying? I think that's right. an appropriate time limit to put on something if you feel like you're being taken advantage of. Um, or if you... If you feel like everything's going great, we're getting to know each other and we're doing it slowly, then don't worry about a time constraint. Just continue to enjoy that person's company. But I, I do think sometimes at a certain point you have to say, do I want to keep doing this? Because that's a realistic question. Do I want to keep doing this with this person? And maybe it's not, I only have a month left in me, but it is, do I see this going somewhere? And if I'm not going to continue, when am I going to break it off? Cause I, I don't, I don't think yeah. it's fair to just keep floating along with somebody and not be sure of, or moving towards being sure of where your intentions lie. And that's what expectations are to me. It ain't just like, 
I expect you to be doing this and this and this by this day. It is, I want to be treated this way. I want to feel this way when I'm in a relationship. And if I don't get that in this relationship, I can go. Those are my expectations. I think that's how it should be. I think that's the, the but that's the big communication piece um, that comes in. Cause it is like, am I getting this out of you with not necessarily my eyes on this time frame, but we've had this amount of time and right. this has not happened. Right. And so there needs to be some type of checks and balances for that because you need to, you as a person also have to be responsible about how someone is treating you and what you're allowing. So there has to be that conversation, but we can jump more into that and lessons learned. I'm going to just go ahead and, and read because we did get a letter um, in from, I guess I'll tell y'all he's one of my guy friends because there's no other way to read this letter. Otherwise, he's literally writing it like he's talking to me. Uh, <laughs> so he um, seen the poll and he happened to say, yeah, this definitely happened with such and such. So just to read his story, he said, we met unexpectedly. Uh, okay, can't read today. We met unexpectedly. I wasn't looking for anything and she wasn't looking. For, uh, excuse me. I wasn't looking for her and she wasn't looking for me. So that night at Mavericks, which is a bar. I bumped into a really good friend of mine. She was just visiting and Christina, which is his um, girlfriend's name, was with her. I believe, I believe it was the last time. Okay, I'm leaving that part out. He's Chuck. My friend Chelsea introduced us. We shook hands and danced the night away. He picked up. Sorry, y'all. He wrote multiples. After we met in the club, we sat in my car, Corvette top down. Okay, he's pressed. <laughs> <laughs> for two hours in talk. She basically listened to my entire story, past relationships, me and my mom. She was still living. Oh, his mom has passed away since then, um, but she was still living at the time. Goals and all. She shared some of her trials and tribulations as well. It was the calmest feeling I had ever felt. Oh my God, y'all. This is a guy Aww. saying that. That is so sweet. I, it was right then and there I, that I fell in love with her. She let me tell my story in a story that I had been reading aloud for so long that no one was listening to. I wasn't. It wasn't long before she sternly told me that she loved me. But truth be told, I was in love with her a long time before she fell in love with me. But you know, as a true player would do, I questioned her saying those words when deep down inside when I heard it I was the happiest man in the world this is so precious it's something about hearing someone say I love you and you know they mean it you know you have really you know you really have something special between you two and no matter what obstacles may separate you two you know deep down that it's meant to be I mean I can okay I'm gonna stop there (laughs) but I thought that that was really cute um he gave a lot of extra details so y'all know uh, my friend, he is like six feet, a thousand, and he has a Corvette. So we should definitely laugh at him about that. Ha ha, big boy in a Corvette. Um, I just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I used that Ask Me box on um, on Instagram. I was like, why was your big behind in the Corvette from jump? <laughs> but I thought it was really, I think this is really sweet because it does give, male side of things because what so the conversation one of the conversations sparked in my dms from the post is like like i said guys have told me they love me before i ever said it to them because Mm -hmm. it ain't that i didn't love them i just wanted them to say it out loud in a minute because i do think that guys fall faster than girls do and you can tell because they like truth be told whether they want to admit it or not they trip faster than girls do about stuff 
if you meet the type of girl who has said, I agree with not taking this anywhere right now, they hate them type of girls. Like, if this is our agreement that we just going to be what it's going to be, then some of us are okay with it just being that. And then when they start falling, it goes sideways. But I think some <laughs> of the key things he said, which is something we talked about earlier, is there's just something about hearing somebody saying that and actually meaning it. Right. Um, like that's kind of when it is comfortable. But I think also one thing that was really big and really key for me, like as a female reading this coming from a man, is him saying that she listened to a story that he'd been sharing out loud for the longest, but nobody heard it. Yeah. And that's what made him fall in love with her. Because, I mean, like, especially when you meet people who are going through things. So just a little bit of, of backstory on him. His mom was actually battling cancer at the time that he met her. And he was by his mom's side a lot. And even as his friend, you know, I knew some things, but he didn't talk about it a lot with me. So to meet somebody that night who's going to sit in your car and let you just talk about your woes and all that stuff, that really is a, a sign, you know, like this is somebody who may actually care for me. And for him, that made him fall in love with her. I think it was also funny that he mentioned that him being a true player, which is Hornball, but um, how he questioned her for saying that she loved him, knowing that he loved her all along. I think that happens too. I can't speak for a man, but I've definitely have had men, you know, kind of make you go through this test to see if you love them or not, which is not the healthiest way of going about it. Because, like, he's saying, shoot, they be loving you the whole time anyway. So it's like, why I got to jump through these hoops to prove that I love you? Or like you were saying before, why does there have to be this pressure right. um, to prove it in a negative way of like you doing something to me and like me sticking around for it? Why does that have to be a sign? But I thought this was a really sweet story. Um, anything you want to kind of say? I thought it was really sweet. You brought up everything that I was going to say. Like I, I always think that, um, that specifically the thing about her listening to a story that he had been telling. Um, that's a really mm -hmm. big deal for me in particular because I have dated people who never listened to me or didn't think, who always think things that I thought about or thought were important or that I was impassion that I was passionate about were silly, and so mm -hmm. that would be a big, a huge plus for me too to find somebody that will listen to me and like actually find importance in the things that I'm saying because I think they're important, but it always helps to have somebody who you feel like loves you enough to find them important too, or who's just genuinely interested in what you have to say, whether they're in love with you or not. Yeah. Like, you know, I think that's cool. So. I do too. I think it's that. something to be said about that. Yeah. I know. Happy, happy for them. Um, so before we move on, there was one other conversation that sparked from this, um, from the post. This one guy felt that it's possible to be in lust at first sight, but not love. And that's real. So how do you, he said that love is a deep emotional connection. Therefore, love isn't or shouldn't even be in the equation yet. Because most of the things that you know or what drew you to that person is usually um, their physical attraction. And it says you haven't had any interaction with that person to say you're in love. So I think he kind of agrees with that article you were reading before as mm -hmm. far as action. Some people do. And love is a verb it, it is literally an action it's not just a word i agree with that but like i think it depends on what your interaction was with that person 
I don't think you can literally look at somebody and be like, oh, I'm in love. That ain't nothing but lust because all that is is physical attraction. That person ain't even like pinched you. Probably ain't even looked back at you to say that. But I think when we're talking love at first sight and we're meaning more of the interaction, I think that somebody can show you love in your first interaction. I for sure think that you can show someone love in your first interaction. I don't think that. And I don't think romantic love is the only thing that makes people fall in love. Like, like somebody doing a nice thing for you that shows that they care about your well-being, that can definitely push you toward wanting to fall in love with them or whatever. But I also think, and I don't want to be too deep or whatever, but I mean, I think that for some people, love is not just an emotional connection with another person. It's a spiritual experience. And I do think that one or more people can have a a spiritual experience within the first time that they see someone. I do. I just do. I think that it's possible to do Mm -hmm. that, to connect with someone spiritually. Because I don't think you have to interact with someone to feel, if you're in tune spiritually, I don't think you have to interact with them to feel their spirit or to connect with something about them. Um, and that just yeah. is what it is. That's my personal belief. And the people that I know that have, like, I know a couple who has been married for over 20 years. They met at church on a, a Sunday. They got together. I think he proposed to her on Friday, but he said, wow. In their first encounter, he knew that like his spirituality told him that that was the woman that he was supposed mm-hmm. to be with. She says the same thing that when she saw him, yeah. something told her something in their spirits connect, not when they talked to each other. Cause they didn't talk to each other when they first met, they saw each other. Someone introduced, introduced mm-hmm. them. And that was the extent of their first meeting. Then they were connected by the people that they um, were introduced by. And they talked during the week they met, whatever. And then he proposed to her Friday. And I think they were married soon after. I don't think it was like the next day or anything, but they were married soon after and they've been married this whole time. But I think they had a spiritual experience when they saw one another. And I, and I am a person who believes that anything is spiritually possible. So I would never limit Yes, I would never limit love to just a physical connection. Like I think, or physical, emotional connection. I think it can also be a spiritual one and that some people are able to experience that when they first meet somebody. That's amazing. I agree. That's the end of the rescue me segment. Um, if you guys want to write in and share your stories with us or share your opinion on a previous show, um, definitely write in to save the date SOS at gmail.com. You can also comment on our Instagram. It's save the day podcast. And if you follow, um, Imani or myself separately you can definitely DM us with your stories and we'll give you the best avenues to be able to get that read out loud uh, we appreciate you guys and your participation and we can move on excellent okay welcome everybody we're in our trend watch segment as you guys know this is a segment where we talk about things that are trending and dating um, and some tips and whatever else might come up in this segment for this segment we have a special guest a very special guest uh, a special guest that we love a whole lot now. <laughs> Her name oh. is Stephanie Johnson, and um, she'll be joining us for the Trend Watch segment. So, Stephanie, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are. 
Yes. Uh, hello, ladies. Thanks so much for having me. I am Stephanie Johnson, founder and CEO of Singles and the City. Uh, we are a wellness company for single and dating professionals nationwide. And I was also recently featured on Lifetime Television's uh, Love at First Flight Season 1. And I think um, I'm also a dog mom, and that, that sums up my accomplishments <laughs> so far. <laughs> Not your accomplishments. <laughs> Greatest thing that ever happened to me, right there. Three things. Yes. Wait, we talked about the, the your dog at first a little bit, but yes. you said she's you said she's five. Yes, Zoe uh, Zoe uh, Saint Laurent just turned five uh, last month. No, so uh, pray, not pray her Zoe strength. Oh, not gonna go there. We're not gonna judge. Okay. <laughs> mommy wanted a pair of shoes, but mommy bought her instead. So I just named her after the pair of shoes that I wanted. Okay. We're good. <laughs> that is it's, the way to do it. Did you have? Have you had her since she was a little puppy? Yeah, like uh, four weeks. I sold her a little bit early. Oh. So I, I, she she eats she eats raw meat. Don't judge. She's super organic and she eats like animals. Um, she's a terror. Oh. So I wanted to train her early. <laughs> yeah, she's deep. That's adorable. Deep. Thank you. Does um does she have a boyfriend? I'd be wanting to know. No, he does have a boyfriend. Um, she has a blue shark that she humps faithfully. I, I just want her to stick with one. You know what? Oh, you know so. Um, She's with him about three years now, so, yeah. He looks real, real. I think I a picture of him. He looks sad every time, but it is weird. <laughs> I'm like, better oh you goodness. than her. Better you than her, honey, okay? Dude, for real. That is funny. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much for joining us on the show in general and for this particular segment because course, you have a very interesting background that we – and it's going to be very valuable to this episode. In this episode, we're talking about um, the foundation that we're building our relationships on and, like, time and pressure and all those kinds of things. So mm-hmm. the show that you are on, Love at First Flight, is about you meeting a complete stranger and having to travel across the United States with them for six weeks mm-hmm. and then figure out if you want to marry them at the end, not if you want to pursue a relationship, but if you want nope. to enter a legally binding contract with this strength. Absolutely. <laughs> a total a total soul tie, like a, a real one, yeah. <laughs> right. So I know what about your happy about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Y'all ain't with no counseling. <laughs> no, nothing. No premarital, like what's your credit score? Nope, I'm good. Like I I, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> that travel was y'all's premarital counseling. <laughs> but I guess so. <laughs> what about your personal life before the show made you want to do a show like this? Because, you know, on the, mm-hmm. most of the time in the beginning that people talk about, like, oh, I was dating, but I couldn't find anyone, or I didn't have time to do a lot of dating. So, I tra- so what was your, your story before the show? Yeah, uh, literally when I applied for the show, I, I was about six, seven months uh, single, and I was just like, it had nothing really to do with that. I literally was uh, freely a single person, and I saw free travel, and I am a full-time entrepreneur. <laughs> and I said, whoa, is this an opportunity or what? Let's let's jump off the cliff. So so I did, and, you know, it, it kind of worked in my favor. But, yeah, there was nothing personal that I had going on at the time. I was single and happy. I was just like, it sounds like a free trip with cameras. Sign me up. So that's how they get your name out. Yeah. Right. Like, you can do it. I'm good. <laughs> it was it was great. Free vacay. Yes. Nothing free like vacay. And are you having to put up with a random person. man? 
That's it. Yeah. Just, and they just, gave her just, a good-looking one at that. So. <laughs> and a it was, yes. Dig I think it, it was a whole lot of like, chocolate going on there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I cannot. No, For Michael real. Michael's a handsome guy. He is. He's not he bad. Is. Both of you guys are very good-looking, like, people. Thank I, you. You know, that was – and that you. doesn't usually – not that is so mean, Imani. Do no, it, it doesn't. I, I was about to do that, but it usually does not. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, like one person, one eyeball. Yes, like they always scare <laughs> people with, and it's like they're trying to teach the people a lesson, like about how physical attractiveness doesn't mean anything, but it does for some people. It like, does. yeah, it no. don't pair me with somebody that is not in my. Because I mean, don't they ask you that type of stuff? Like, what kind of idea? They do. You like and you know what? To be honest with you, I was always like, I'm a really multicultural dated. Like, I've dated like pretty much all the cultures and religions in the world except for like two. That's yes. what I did on my 20s and my teens. So now I'm not retired from that lifestyle. And I'm strictly <laughs> on African-American men right now. Um, so Michael caught me right in my transition of like, I have to be black, black or nothing. You know, that's what I'm telling you. Yes. Like, okay, like, oh. So I'm sure there was a nice white guy that probably worked for me. But I was like, he was like, not we got black. Wakanda forever. You know, I was on a Wakanda kick. So I got Michael, which is great. You know, I'm glad I stood up my right finally. So, yeah. Yes. So what, a, what was it about love and relationships that made you want to explore, explore dating? Because you, you just talked mm-hmm. about being the CEO of a wellness, uh, relationship wellness company as well. So, like, mm-hmm. this is a lot of pressure that you're putting on a brand-new relationship, not even just oh, yeah. a brand-new, like, romantic relationship, but a relationship in, life. in general. You're, be- yeah. you're, you're building a friendship and possibly a relationship with a person under extreme circumstances. So what, like, what? Why would you want to do that? <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so so we're talking about the free travel part. But being the CEO of Singles in the City, uh, my, my main priority, to be honest with you, was, like, this is the ultimate social experiment for me as a business owner. Like, this is, I can finally understand why people are telling me they met somebody and the day, the, after, you know, the day after, oh, my God, we were getting engaged. It's happened before. And I'm like, okay, not a, not a good idea. Um, I can stop judging why, you know, people go on reality TV shows. Like, it was, a, it was a lot of learning in it for me as well, just to get the perspective and education um, from where I was. Because before, I'm like, it's not real, it's not happening. Now I can stand and say what's real and what's not. And I can also kind of, I've, I've gone, gone into the mindset of different single people that I kind of had, had no respect for. And I'm like, okay, I see where you're coming from. I see where you can mm-hmm. get jaded. I see where you think your emotions can lead you. Got it. Noted. So, Mm-hmm. For me, I took a whole lot of notes um, that I'm sure will help me next time around as well. Amen. Um, so then how – your time limits on relationships, what's your personal feelings on this? You have – you've been on the show. You've had mm-hmm. – you have your relationship uh, healthy – you're single, excuse me, organization. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about time? And, and how the time and pressure, like, builds towards a relationship. How long should you be doing that, D- doing the I, dating thing with somebody? I think the dating thing really starts with you and the person having great communication and knowing and starting with intentions. If you're not intentional and you all just meeting up and it is what it is, then you, if you don't owe you nothing, you kind of don't owe him anything. But if you're being mm-hmm. intentional about the dating process and leading to a committed relationship, which in my eyes is marriage, um, 
then I, I think you need to be intentional from day one. It doesn't have to be a direct timeline, but I'm being with you for this reason. This is what I would like to get, try to get married. You know, give somebody something so that they're not flying by the wind. So with that right. being said, for, my, for myself, um, and back in the day, like I told you guys earlier, I would date and guys, because I think this way, men have always, I've never been, I've never had a problem trying to get a guy to communicate his intentions. Intentions have come too fast which have led into, mm-hmm. like, a crash and burn because we're, like, trying, literally trying to get married in, like, six months because it's, quote-unquote, God's will, and we, <laughs> we, we want to do things right, and, you know, all this, all this other religious crap that I'm now delivered from. So I'm coming from both perspectives. But, no, now that, I, now that I'm dating and, and when I get to a committed relationship, I, I want to take it easy. I want to take it slow. As long as our intentions are out there and everything's in a reasonable about, amount of time, I'm talking, I need to know if you think I'm marriage material, you got three or four months because I don't think it takes mm-hmm. longer than that. You know what I'm saying? You should, my qualities yeah. and my life, my character should have been displayed in 120 days. If not, you're talking to the wrong person. So that's where I'm at now. Yes. Go ahead, Candace. The and floor and, is yours. and you guys know question. she's thinking from a quarter perspective because she's a businesswoman and we need that on this one. Like, how to check you need all of your KPIs. <laughs> <laughs> we need to evaluate your performance. You about to get a your gym. value per okay. yes. yes. Is this I'm your quarterly review? You taking up too much time. What are we doing here? Like right. Here's your action thing. plan. And if I don't <laughs> see this over ninety days, we have to terminate this relationship. <laughs> you are basically. canceled. You're fired. Thank you for your basically, time. Basically, in the sweetest way, but basically, yes, absolutely. <laughs> no one has time to waste. Like, I know, but honestly, like, wasting time has been my biggest challenge in, in dating. Like, if I don't see, if I don't see the future, if I don't, if I don't see you being an asset and me being able to help your vision, like, I don't, I don't enjoy kids. I don't like kids ministry. I don't like kids youth. I want kids, but I'm not, you know, you know some people, I'm being honest, but some people are like, they'll go up to babies and like, I'm not that person. I think babies, I'm never going to like mistreat a kid, but I'm not a kid person. So I would not work. Right, you pastor. That's what I'm saying. But you have to know that about yourself. Not that I'm being rude or not being open. I, I don't like people, right. other people's kids. That don't work for me. You know, so <laughs> you know your, know you your boundaries. Be honest. You got to be honest. Know your boundaries. You know, so that's true. Sorry, you pastors. Not for me. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So, how if they have? How have your views changed on dating after participating in the show? Uh, views have um, not so much changed, but I've been more I, I've been more open minded. Like I'll give you an example: when I was casting for the show and they chose me to go to LA to like meet the executive producers and whatnot, um, I met with a the therapist there, and we were talking about what I liked in God. She was like, uh, "You don't need a guy with kids." And this was something like I'm just telling you guys that I don't enjoy people with kids because I'm being honest that I'm owning myself. Like I really truly don't. But she was like, you just don't, you don't deserve a guy with kids because this is because of X, Y, and Z. And I was like, wow. So that's something that I've adapted as far as going to show. Like there are certain things about myself that it's okay not to want and not to, not to put up with. You know what I'm saying? True. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of things. Yeah, I can't. Oh, wait a minute. I, I missed that. No, Michael, no, no, Michael doesn't have kids. Oh, that's what I was like. Wait a minute. Something else. No, you said Michael has kids. No, <laughs> Michael does not have kids. No. Okay. No, not, he's a, I hope not. No. Um, <laughs> so I forgot the question, but, yes, the going on the show hasn't, hasn't really, like, changed anything drastically, but I'm, I'm more open, and I, I'm more open to also knowing what I don't need and what I do need. If that okay. So what's Thanks, the difference in – Stephanie dating when she was younger and Stephanie dating right now? Ooh, Stephanie dating younger really just wanted 
just to have fun and had no she I, I did I've always wanted to kind of get married for the wrong reasons because I was usually usually I say usually celibate and I was like mm-hmm. I've got to have sex I've got to get married to do it um I've since graduated from that mindset into a more mature mindset I am celibate um but it, that's not but for different reasons um mm-hmm. So you still get me there, um, but yeah, I just I just wanted to have fun, and I didn't I didn't see the I didn't see the point in being a whole person. I didn't, I wanted us to both be broken and like go through life like the Notebook. I didn't. It was all fairy tale for me. <laughs> um, and after yeah, like after after one very long term time wasted um, relationship of my life, I was just like, wow, like I have to wake up and figure out how this even how I even got here. This is this is awful. Um, I would get on a tangent. I forgot the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's the question? I was asking on? how have you dating so um, prior to us getting on you were saying like how just your goals and dating were different but now being at the age that you are and experience what you yeah. have and even after the show how things have kind of changed it made you more confident in your decision so I just wanted to have you kind of talk yes. a little bit about that for our listeners. Thank you. Yeah, so going to the show, I was, it was, like I was saying, it was more affirming for me because I had been going through a self-aware process and, like, finding out why I was doing what I was doing, why things were working for me, why I was attracting a bunch of busters. Like, what is going on? Like, I have a great company. Mm-hmm. People look up to me. Why am I attracting, like, why am I entertaining all of the wrong people? Like, this is so, this is so hypocritical. Um, so going on the show, going through that process and just having come out of that, being on the show and making the decisions that I made, I was able to kind of see my growth and like know that, wow, I'm actually on the right path. Um, so I didn't have a counselor or a life coach or my mom or my sister to be on the show to help me literally process reality day by day with a stranger in 10 cameras. Like I, who you saw was like the, the brand new emerge Stephanie Johnson, like making all her own decisions, saying what she said, meaning it, and sticking by it. And even though it looked like, you know, you guys are like, oh, Michael's hot. Like, yeah, he's a Mexican guy, <laughs> no shade to Michael, but that's not something that is going to work for me long term for what I want. Like, I want, you know what I'm saying? I want so much, not more, I want to put them, you know, I, I want different things when it comes to my husband, someone I want to have kids with and do business with. Um, so just as a woman, we see, I think a lot of us, we see the outside and we get lots of input from people that are positive. You guys are so cute together. Oh, my God, this is this and that. But if you know mm-hmm. your gut and your core, this is not going to work for you long term because you saw some red flags behind closed doors. You need to listen to your gut, which is for me, Jesus. Right. And you need to and you yeah. need to roll with that. And sometimes take the quote unquote L and be single a little bit longer than you than you want to be uh, until you meet the right person. And that's what I'm doing right now. Like, yeah, it'd be great to entertain all these options that have gotten better because I'm a new person, but I also know still that's not something that I want to do right now with you. And I'm, I'm talking about right. other other guys. So no, I'm still single. And people are like, how, dude? I I, I know why I'm still single. I'm still working on some stuff. I'm still, I, I'm not satisfied with the person that I'm attracting. I know there's better to, to be done. Um, so I'm, I'm doing the work and I'm doing everything that I can to make sure that I, that I eat my own words. So that's where I'm at. That's awesome. And, and like I said before, I think that's a really great exercise that you had the opportunity to do without having to get your heart broken and do it. You know, like you had exactly. learn from a process versus dating somebody where you were trying to make it work within 30 days, because I do think sometimes we get caught up in time. Like, even with the three months, mm-hmm. somebody takes that literal, like, oh, my God, it's three months, and he's not trying to propose. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be right. and, mm-hmm. and, like, just trying to live by this timeline and that pressure sometimes. You're so focused on this end goal with the time in mind that you're not yeah. even vetting out some of the other stuff, like, do I like your mom? 
do I like your baby mom? All day, right? Um, and the other thing I want to add is, like, the friendship component. Like, Michael and I both went on the yeah. show to, you know, just starting. We don't know who you, who each other are. You know, we didn't know each other. So, literally, my mindset, besides free trip and work, another component was friendship. Do your best to create, like, an authentic friendship with whoever this person is. If he has one arm, like, be his friend. If he's hot, if he eats his elbows, be his friend. Like, just start there, and everything will be great. And that's something I had never really done before. So, Michael would be the first guy that I've actually, like, been a genuine, hardcore friendship with first. Because for me, honestly, there was no physical uh-huh. attraction. He's a nice-looking guy, but he's not my type at all. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. likewise, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm his type at the club. You know, so it's, it's, it's different. But to see us actually, <laughs> you know, to see us actually have, like, merged and, like, actually enjoy each other and find each other attractive over time, that actually showed me, like, wow, if you go in just literally as a friend, no makeup, I'm not trying to impress him. But he's, I'm really not into him. So I have nothing to impress him for. I'm getting my check. Like, that was my mindset for, like, two weeks. <laughs> and we had, like, we had, like, five more weeks to go, you know? So every day I'm like, what up, Nick? You know, like, straight up. But, <laughs> Good morning, like, where's my coffee? Just totally, and he's just, he was being, he was consistent the whole time, too. So we were, we literally built a friendship. So you know that, for me, is major. If I could get paid to get to know one of these men. <laughs> right, but let right. me tell you something. So. <laughs> we doing this for free, so we got to be super careful out here. <laughs> I need to That's sign up for wisely. season two. Are they signed back on for a show? Uh, Hello? Free oh, travel? I, Listen, I don't think they're doing a season two, but they are doing another concept in which you, I think your family or friends, like, pick your guy, and you guys are instantly engaged, and then you have oh, to, like, no, work out your relationship. So they've taken it, they've taken it too far, but it will be good TV. <laughs> I will be participating from my TV. I was like, absolutely not, but... Uh, you know, you do too many dating shows. Yeah, start I wish a crazy, I would so let I'm my family set. pick my fiance. I hate yeah, absolutely not. No, I would no. never let my no. Pick I don't my even fiance. want my family to ever be that involved in my relationship to be able yeah. to pick the man that I married. Oh my god. Yeah, that just made me know what kind of people my parents will be. <laughs> like, who are picky? They've they've done the most no, shows, but I'm like, interesting. Yeah. But no, friendship first. So, like, I think everyone should go for that. Just aim for a friendship. Take off your makeup. Like, stop being extra and literally fall, like, see what happens. Because at the end of the day, good or bad, romance or not, you literally have, like, a great friend. And that's why yeah. I'm with Michael today. It's awesome. That's awesome. You hear that? Yeah. So Ladies, it, oh. <laughs> that's where they are. They're friends. Which means they're no, both not single. All, I got friends. some idiots for friends. She said what? <laughs> I got some idiots for friends. So I don't know if that's cool. I want to pull from. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely not dating none of my friends. <laughs> but we should start out as friends first. And I think that's fair. Absolutely. I think some of my best relationships that I had is because we were friends first. So it was just like, right. it was somebody I loved, but that was also like my best friend. So, it, you know, he's still in the business. people, stupid, I think. But... <laughs> I think people misconstrue that, too. Like, that doesn't always mean you have to date, like, a friend. Like, because I have a lot of male no. friends. Yeah. The mm-hmm. fact that I think that me and a potential partner should be friends first does not mean I'm going to go through the male friends that I have and pick one of them. Absolutely not. Right. No. What it means is when I find someone that I am interested in pursuing something with, the first thing mm-hmm. that we will pursue is a friendship. Absolutely. That's what that means. That does not mean yeah. that... Doesn't mean no, retreat. No, doesn't mean go backwards. No. Right. <laughs> it's just no, thank all you. new prospects. You are now being vetted for friendship first. Thank you. 
There you go. There you go. <laughs> you get it. You get it. Yeah, it is. So, it Stephanie, is. in your bio um, on your website, you have a um, quote that says, there's more to being single than dating. Could you kind of mm. dig a little bit more into that for our listeners? Yeah, sure thing. So my company, uh, Singles in the City, our tagline is actually there's more to being single than dating, and that means what it says. Um, I think people look at singles and they're just like, everyone's concerned about our sex life and what we're doing. Everybody's concerned about, you know, how we don't have anyone to go home to and where we spend our money. Like, get off of mm-hmm. it. There's like 99 other things to worry about. Not to worry about, but to pursue, fix, do. When you're single, and I focus on everything else. So although my name is Singles in the City, it's because I specialize in helping single people become a well-rounded whole person. So Amen. that means that you're going to therapy. Uh, we've got fun therapy groups. We've got, when I'm not just giving you happy hour drinks and speed networking, like, no, there's, there's a purpose to everything that we do to help you think, go home and think and kind of retrain your mind and being your best self. Because I think a lot of, not I think, I know a lot of single people are unself-aware. Uh, we have no idea why we're single. We have no idea why we're keeping track and buff. We have no idea why our friends suck. We have no idea why we're not hitting our goals. And we need someone to kind of tell us the truth. And I'm not that person. I'm not, I'm not a licensed therapist, but I'm the person that connects you with all the truth tellers and people to kind of get you to reevaluate, like, wow, maybe I need to go work on my daddy issues, or maybe I am a mean person, or maybe I do put off masculine vibes and men are not talking to me. You know, those are all real things mm-hmm. that are happening. Um, so I, I, I think life is going to have its ups and downs, whether you go to therapy single or not. You're still going to get married. He's going to be imperfect, so you're going to have to fix some things. But how about take your time single and actually invest in yourself, your mental health, your wellness, uh, work out, lose the 100 pounds, go on vacation, save the money, buy the house. Now, instead of waiting for yeah. a, a wonderful guy or girl to come save the day for you, like do your work by mm-hmm. yourself. That's why you're single. Mm-hmm. Like do your work. Um, so that's what I believe in, just helping singles do their work. Like, stop looking for a handhold if you're grown. You got this far by yourself. Like, keep going. I'm not for you staying single if you don't want to, but healthy people attract healthy people. I'm trying to help you become healthy so that on this healthy healthy stage that you're on, there are a million other amazing healthy men and women to join you. And then you can choose from that pool. Instead of digging in a dirty pool, like, now you're in a pool of, like, excellence. You know, so that's what Singles City is. We're really exclusive. Um, 25 people are only allowed at each event in each city because um, I'm really digging in and plugging in. It's not a social club. We're not here to socialize and do this and that. But people have gotten married at our events through our events because you're at a whole other wow. level of, of, of networking and people and diversity and um, all of that. So it's really beautiful. But, again, that all goes to the well-roundedness of your singleness. Like there's more to it than you swiping or, or having sex or getting a drink. Like fix yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just to try yes. to Woo! There is the work yes. to be done. Shout out to <laughs> Reverend Stephanie Johnson. Okay. You just send my cash today. out today. Uh, cash app account. No, I'm kidding. Thank y'all. No, no I'm about to switch my membership. We're about to join our church. <laughs> right now. When, when is your uh, new member's class? So I know when I'm... Okay. Be there for the y'all in? I'm in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. And I'm in Orlando. Oh, y'all got to come. At least come to the conference. You can drive or Southwest Airlines. It's, yeah. it's just, yeah. yeah. Y'all I need to be there. Come to the concert, conference. And okay weekend. It's going to be lit. Just just come through. It'll be good. Yes. I'm excited. So, Stephanie, tell them where yeah. they can meet you because we want our listeners to join as well because, of course, they're getting something out of our show. So, definitely sounds like yes. they can get something from your event. So, where can they find oh. you? 
yes, y'all can find me at singlesandthecity.com. Um, if you want to, that's everything at singlesandthecity.com. Um, if you want to join my exciting adventures of traveling around the country uh, for work on a daily basis with my dog, I'm on YouTube at <laughs> Behind the Scenes with Oso Stephanie. That's always fun. Um, and I think, yeah, email. And I'm not the biggest social media person because I'm always, like, literally behind a computer working. But uh, we've got tons, tons of fun stuff on Instagram on Singles in the City as well. Okay, awesome. And so right. for our guy listeners, Stephanie is single. <laughs> she told y'all she don't like kids. She don't like other people's kids. So she don't want a little boy. <laughs> Sorry, approach that. Not for me. Thanks. <laughs> so basically, don't you get her to be single because she's grown. <laughs> no, I'm grown. Yeah. I'm always like, if you love me, support my event and drop those coins and then meet me there. Ooh, yes, like, you're not for me a DM. Okay? That's right. Thank you. If you love Amen. me, drop the coins. Support me. Support. Boom. Support. Yes, sir. We Thank can pretty you. much just end the, the episode right there. Like, yeah. <laughs> learn, that's the time lady. limit on the relationship. When you drop the right to support me, then that's when we, I'll know. I'm for like, sure. wow, you really care? <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you so much. Lesson <laughs> learned, ladies. If he don't support you, he ain't for you. <laughs> and I don't mean, and I don't mean, I don't mean sharing an Instagram post. I mean support financially, yeah. helping get some stuff going behind the scenes. Like literally, like supporting. Hand out like some that's flyers. what I need. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give me I some sponsors. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, I brought, I brought Walmart. Come on, Dad. Thank you. Thank yes. you. <laughs> That's what we need. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Y'all, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so, so, so much for coming oh, on. So amazing. Thank you. And amazing energy. Saturday morning. Y'all have been great. Of course. Thank anytime. Thank y'all so much. Take care. Thank you. Make sure the recording keep in is contact on. With us. Yes. Yes, I will. I'm going to start following y'all right now. I got it. Yes. Awesome, awesome. And when we have All our right. live show, we definitely would love to have you there. So Please. Um, look out in the future. I would love to come. Love to come and support. Awesome. Okay. Thanks so much, Stephanie. Thank y'all so much. Have a great one, okay? You, you too. too. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, well, we've had a really interesting episode about love and time and pressure. So let's talk about what we've learned. You want to go first or me? You can go first. Okay. I would like to, again, go to my DMs. Um, There was a particular DM that um, came from someone that I know has been married for a long time as well. Um, And it was in response to, oh, it was on the one about time and pressure. And um, this is someone who's been married for a really long time. And this is a great lesson. It says, I'd say more time than pressure. The thing to consider is that as individuals, we're constantly changing and evolving. So as we as individuals change, the relationship changes as well, because we really don't stay the same people. That's why relationships either last for a long time or end quickly, because as people change, the relationship changes and both have to be able to adapt. That is a huge lesson for anyone thinking of getting into a long-term relationship is that you and your partner will not be the same people now and forevermore. And I think if you go into a relationship knowing that and knowing that you want to love them no matter who they become, as long as they don't become somebody that's like abusive or whatever. But like while people are learning and growing, you're still individual people. So while I'm learning and growing as an individual, 
our relationship will be experiencing that growth as well, hopefully. But we have to be dedicated to loving one another through each other's growth. And we don't always grow at the same pace. Maybe you're growing in some areas that I'm not yet. So, you know, I'm watching your growth and you can't be completely over me because it's taking me a little longer to grow. We have to love each other through that. And as long as I'm committed to growing as well. Um, and so I think that's a really big deal because I think a, a lot of people cut their relationships off when the relationship changes as opposed to figuring out how it's changing and why it's changing and wanting to be able to adapt to that. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's what I've learned that it's important to keep that in mind that people change. And so will your relationships. I think that's a good lesson. That's fair. For that's just being a fair part of a, a relationship. Mm -hmm. so it's dope. I think one of I had a different lesson in mind until we had the conversation with Stephanie, and I think she talked about something um, that was really good, and that was just when you are in a situation where you feel like there's time and pressure. I think it's just being confident in whatever decision you make, mm -hmm. and we talked about that with the poll, and I think everybody it's easy to click a button and say you're confident in your decision, but I think for real, like understanding why you're confident in your decision. Right. And so when she was talking about like being like a whole person, that's probably the biggest lesson that I learned just out of our conversation alone today is that understanding like what makes you tick who you are, that way you can make a decision like this. So say you do meet somebody that is perfect. I mean, um, and I, I encourage you guys to take a peek at the show just to get an understanding of what she was talking about. But they literally use therapists to figure out how they can make these people match found two good looking people and put them in a amazing situation where they're traveling the world together. And for somebody who is just trying to make the time work, you would find yourself in a situation with somebody where you're like, okay, well, this is somebody that checked off all the boxes on my list and I have this much time and I want to be married by now. So let me just jump. I think it's okay to say, you know, I do enjoy this person. And while I think they'd be a great fit, let me take the time to get to know them and understand, mm -hmm. is this where I want to be? And that doesn't have to happen in four weeks. Like you don't have to set that there. Like by the end of the month, I thought I was going to know if this was a yes or no, and we should be getting married. And I don't know that. And he's not showing signs that he wants to be married rather than understanding, you know, like communicate about our feelings. We know that we care for each other. So now let's figure this thing out and see where we want to go next. And not depend on other people because in your relationship, like if you are worrying about status quo and I've been with him this amount of time and my friend got married at this time and I still haven't been married yet or he hasn't even proposed or we haven't spent holidays together. Like if that's not really what you want, if that's you depending on somebody else's uh, opinions or their experiences, then I think you're going about it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay to set a new trend for yourself and say, Yes, I fell in love with that man yesterday, and I don't care if y'all think it's crazy or not, but we're going to figure this out, and we're going to go with it. Or, no, I didn't fall in love with him at first sight, and we aren't getting married two weeks from now, but I'm okay with that. I think it has to be what you're comfortable with, and your confidence alone is going to help you operate in a situation with somebody together. Because if you're leaning on them to give you confidence about where you are in the situation, you're going to end up hurting yourself. Because the minute that they don't feel strongly about it no more, everything is crumbling because you've been dependent on them all along versus saying, I'm happy where I'm at. Like when you try to be like, okay, well, he's happy with this situation. 
So let me be happy. I feel like you kind of giving yourself the short end of the stick. And that goes back to you trying to prove that you love him by sticking around, even though you don't feel like he's loving you the same mm-hmm. way. So I think being confident in your own decisions, making your own decisions in your situation, whether it be to take that next step or to be okay with taking a step back. I think um, that's probably my biggest lesson. It's kind of a rant, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. I mean, all of these are valuable lessons. Um, We kind of got more into the relationship aspect near the end as opposed to casual dating. But, you know, we talked, I think we talked over the whole spectrum on this episode. So, hope you guys enjoy. Um, That wraps up this episode of the Save the Date podcast. Please be sure to leave comments and let us know what you thought. This is a bi-weekly podcast, so you can catch us here again. Not next week, but next, next week. And to have your story or questions included on the show, you can email us at savethedatesos at gmail.com. And you can always write us, like Candace said, on um, Instagram at savethedatepodcast or at our personal handles. And you can follow us on our personal Twitters for constant commentary. Mine is at Imani or whatever. Um, and mine is Irik Success. I don't know why my mom be going blank. <laughs> and my page is still unlocked. It's been like three weeks and I'm almost like at for real 1600 followers and it's making hey. me itch. But I got some discounts for y'all. So y'all definitely should follow me now so that y'all can use my discount codes. I have a partnership with Hair Affinity and with um, Beauty Charcoal. Yes. So if y'all want some discounts, y'all need to follow me because I'm not going to put out discount codes if y'all ain't going to buy. Okay. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> all right y'all well that is it for me thanks for listening uh until next time bye bye